missing them from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. This is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark tonight, who is at an event. Don't worry, he's doing okay. He's not off tonight because of pneumonia or anything. He's doing well. He is at an event tonight, so just want to let you know that. I'll be filling in for the next three hours tonight. Good to have you with us. Uh, it, the media is reporting it this way, quote, In a shocking move, Donald Trump has backed Obama gun control ideas. So everybody run to your side quickly. That's exactly what the media wants us to do. They want you to freak out. They want me to freak out. They want us to have a big old fight over this and get nothing done. Now, what did the president actually say today on guns? That's the big question. Here is the president in his own words. We have to act. This time, President Trump promised new gun control measures are on the way. But first, he professed his love to the lawmakers from both parties gathered at the White House. I see some folks that don't say nice things about me, and that's okay. Because if you turn that into this energy, I'll love you. I don't care. He said there, I love you. And you can hear how the media is ramping this up. These people hate these people, and these people hate these people, and this person said this, and that person said this, and we're going to have a big war. Because there's a large part that the media says they don't really want anything done on this. They don't. They don't really want any of this. Now, Diane Feinstein today was at the White House, and there was some back and forth that went back and forth and back and forth between these people in a very open, I guess you could argue, negotiation and this open negotiation sounded a little bit like this I think it's something you have to think about we just so I, I'll tell you what I'm going to give it a lot of consideration Democrat they were trying to force him into saying would he sign a bill would you sign this or would you sign that Diane Feinstein and others sitting right next to the president having this back-and-forth conversation. The president was sitting there talking and having, you know, a, a real conversation about this and, and what's in this bill and what could have an impact, because I do think the president believes in one thing here. I think the president believes in one basic thing, and that's this. He doesn't want another shooting like this to happen. But let's look at the actual ideas that are on the table, and would they give us a false sense of security on guns? Now, I, I need to tell you full disclosure, I've been involved in a shooting. Uh, I, I've used my gun to save my life. I do not negotiate on the Second Amendment, because without it, I wouldn't be here. I refuse to negotiate, because our founding fathers made it very clear. And our Second Amendment right does not say that it's negotiable. It does not say that we should negotiate on what guns we can or cannot have. It does not say that there are certain guns that can be taken away from you on a Tuesday, but you might get them back on a Thursday a couple weeks later. Now, the president today also said something else that was pretty tough at the White House. He called out a senator for doing nothing at all, and he said, in his words, quote, you're afraid of the NRA. Just curious as to what you did in your bill. 
You don't understand. We didn't address it as president. Look, I think we. Why? Because you're afraid of the NRA, right? No, the NRA. Five years ago. It's a big issue right now. A lot of people are talking about it. But a lot of people, a lot of people are afraid of that issue, raising the age for that weapon to 21. Again, as he said there, you're afraid of the NRA. Now, are there people that are afraid of the NRA in Washington? Sure. I believe that. There are certain people in certain places where they say themselves, I'm not going to do anything that the NRA doesn't endorse ahead of me. The president says that he wants to change the age to buy that gun. He's referring to an AR-15 from 18 to 21. Now, do I think that an 18-year-old should be able to go into a store and buy an AR-15 when he cannot buy a handgun until he's 21? That is a debate I am willing to have. Keyword, a debate. But I also think that this is giving us a false sense of security, and I'll give you an example. Out of the last 12 mass shootings slash school shootings, the only person that was under the age of 21 was the Newtown shooter, and it wouldn't have mattered he was 20 because he took his mom's gun. It literally would not have mattered. The other mass shooters, I'll give you a great example. Las Vegas, he was 64. Nadal Hassan was 39 at Fort Hood. The crazy person at Virginia Tech was 23. The shooter in Miami at the nightclub, 29. The guy who went into the church and started shooting people up in the church was 21. You go through this list of all these psychopaths who've been involved in these, quote, mass shootings, and if we would have changed the age from 21, from 18 to 21, only one person would have been affected, and that was the individual down in Florida. Now, that doesn't mean that he couldn't have bought another gun. Let's also be clear. He could have bought other guns. In fact, he probably could have bought many other guns that would have that he would have been allowed to have taken at the age of 18. My worry is if we push to change the age of 21, it's giving people a false sense of security. When you look at the reality of the age of the people that are committing these heinous crimes, it would not have an impact. The second thing is is this. When I'm 18 years old, I there are a lot of 18-year-olds that live by themselves. There are a lot of 18-year-olds that move out of their parents' house, and you should have the right to protect and defend yourself because you are legally an adult in this country at 18. I shouldn't have to wait three more years to protect myself or even my wife if I get married at 18 or 19 or 20, or my children because I had a lot of friends that had kids before the age of 21. You shouldn't have to wait to protect and defend your family to say we're going to raise the age of everybody to 21. Now, let's deal with bump stocks for a second. I don't have a problem with bump stocks being banned, and here's why. That's not a hill I'm willing to to use all my political capital on for two different reasons. The first reason is it's not a gun. A bump stock is an accessory. It is not a gun. The Second Amendment does not protect a bump stock. 
Do I think that a bump stock is 100% a classic example of somebody trying to do a run around the law and the intent of the law with fully automatic weapons? The answer overwhelmingly is yes. Have I used a bump stock? I've shot it. Did I buy one? No. I thought it was pretty janky, to be honest with you. I thought it was kind of, it just, it, it wasn't for me. If you have a bump stock, do I criticize you for that? Absolutely not. But the idea that we should die over this, you know, is this a hill I'm willing to die on? No pun intended. No. I, I, when, I, when I heard what the shooting and the rapid fire of the bullets on TV and the video that came out on social media of the shooting in, in, in Las Vegas, I said, well, clearly that's an automatic weapon. That was my initial reaction. I've shot automatic weapons before, many times, actually. think they're actually a lot of fun to shoot. I know I'm not supposed to say that because we just had a mass shooting, but you should be able to talk about guns in a real way. You should be able to talk about guns in an honest way. Guns is a sporting event for many. It is a sport. It's called sport shooting for a reason. I enjoy shooting clay pigeons. I enjoy shooting long range. I enjoy hunting. I also enjoy protecting myself and my family from the crazies in the world that I've met and had to shoot at to save my life. But these two issues right now that we have on the table, these two things that they're telling me that if I don't agree with, I don't have a heart, and I have sworn a psychotic allegiance to the NRA, I disagree with the premise. I don't believe that changing the age from 18 to 21 to buy a gun is going to stop the next school shooter. I also don't believe passing a law is going to stop the next school shooter, and clearly there, we, we, we have issues with our government, which is the fact that this was one of the first school shootings overwhelmingly that could have been prevented on the front end. We now know that this shooter's family, the day his mother died in November the 1st, called the police and begged the police to please come confiscate this kid's weapons because they said he was a potential school shooter. And the police said, call the other police department because you don't live in our district. And nothing was done. We know this shooter said multiple times online that he was going to be a school shooter. And people, citizens, went above and beyond the minimums to make sure the authorities knew. One person in Mississippi not not only reported online, but then said, I'm going to call the field office of the FBI in my area and let them know that there's somebody on my page that says he's going to be the next famous school shooter. And they did nothing. We know that people warned the local police. We know the local police had to respond more than 43 times to this individual's house. And we know that multiple tips to the police down in Broward County were told that this guy was a school shooter, prospective school shooter, that he was going to be a school shooter, that he was going to kill some people. So why would I trust the government to somehow pass a law that's going to fix the issues when we had all of these different warnings? We had warnings on the local, we had warnings on the state, and we had warnings on the national level. We had warnings across the board. On every level. And they failed us. Now, why aren't people losing their minds over that? I am not obsessed with the gun debate right now because I think we should be obsessed with the lack of government accountability. I'm obsessed with the fact that we have a sheriff that actually believes that he did an incredible job. I'm obsessed with the fact that we have a sheriff that walks out there and says, I'm not accountable for the actions of my sheriffs. I trained them and I gave them a gun, and what they do with it after that is on them. So therefore, I shouldn't be held accountable, and my job shouldn't be in jeopardy. Are you kidding me? So I don't believe that this gun debate 
is even a real or authentic debate. I think it's filled with propaganda of both sides. That'll really irritate the media, I put it that way. There are extremists on both sides. I don't want school shootings to happen. I don't want crazy people to have a gun. I don't want somebody to be able to go into a store, buy a gun, and be able to go blow up a bunch of kids and shoot them at point-blank range, or like they did in the churches that happened in Texas and in the Carolinas. But let me also be clear. I'm not a dumb enough person to believe that if you ban the age of someone getting a gun, that somehow that's going to fix this problem when, when there were so many warning signs and we didn't stop it when it could have been stopped, clearly in Florida. So, yes, I am afraid of Democrats because I do believe truly they want to take away my guns because every time they get a chance to do it, they try. Every tragedy, they try to take away my guns. There was a liberal who put up there online. It said, quote, you're afraid we will take away your guns. Well, we're afraid your guns will take away our children. We haven't taken any of your guns. Your guns have taken too many of our children whose fears are unfounded. That might be the most ridiculous liberal logic I've heard all week. This idea that we should keep a score of how many guns have I taken from you compared to how many guns your kids took away. They blame the gun. Now in DUIs, we don't blame, we don't blame the car. When somebody hits somebody and kills somebody in a DUI, we don't blame the car. I tweeted this out and man did I make people angry. When this happened, and I tried to wait until some of it calmed down, but I put up a list on my Twitter account and I, t and I pinned it because it, to me, it was an important point to make. I pinned it because I said, in a DUI, we blame the driver and not the alcohol. We blame the driver and not the car. We blame the driver and not the gasoline in the car. In a bombing, we blame the bomber and not the chemicals, not the pressure cooker, not the bolts, not the nails used. In a shooting, we blame the gun and the NRA instead of the person. Why the change in logic? Can someone explain that to me? I want to get your phone calls tonight. Uh, I think we should have a very intense debate after there is a school shooting. But what I'm not going to do is allow me to be manipulated by people that have no intention of stopping the next school shooting. They have every intention of taking away my right to bear arms, which, again, is not negotiable. The Second Amendment is not negotiable. It is not something that should ever be negotiated because it's said clearly, not only do I have the right to bear arms, I have the right to form a well-armed militia, which goes far beyond my right to bear arms. That's how clear our founding fathers were about our right to bear arms, that it wasn't just about me owning a gun, it was about me being able to be a member of a militia, which is the equivalent of a military to fight back against a government that might try to take us over. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Ben Ferguson 
filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It's good to be with you uh, this afternoon, evening, all over the country. Uh, we're talking about this idea that I apparently am spawn of Satan if I refuse to agree on, quote, what the media has now de- decided, determined, is, is sensible legislation. I am a crazy person if I don't automatically agree to raising the age from 18 to 21 to buy a weapon. I'm, I'm automatically a crazy person. I want you to imagine a young couple sitting on their back porch trying to figure out their budget. Their young starter family, 18, 19 years old, And they're trying to figure out how do we take care of our family and imagine taking away their right while they're a young married couple to protect and defend themselves even though they're responsible enough to sit on that back patio and figure out a budget on a on a fixed salary and they're taking care of kids inside and if someone comes into their house and bangs in their back door you're telling me that at that, that 18 year old couple does not have the right to buy a gun to protect and defend themselves you're telling me that that 19 or even 20 year old doesn't have the right to protect their wife and their children but we give them the ability to live on their own, be married, and we call them adults if they commit a crime. We make them pay taxes like an adult, but we say, no, we will not give you or allow you to have a gun. I'm not willing to give up my Second Amendment right for something that's stupid. Ben Ferguson filling in more coming up. America's Tyranny Hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight for Mark, uh, who is at an event. And the good news is he's he's doing well. Uh, many of you are concerned. Some of you have already been tweeting at me. Uh, it, it, he is at an event. He is not off tonight because of pneumonia. want to let you know that he is doing well, uh, and uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Now, we got a lot to chat about tonight, and I'll start back with the core thing. The premise that has been laid out there for the last two weeks is, if I refuse to agree to what the liberals in Washington and the media have decided is sensible gun legislation, then automatically I'm an insane person, that I'm a psychotic individual that wants to support and advocate for the rights of crazy people to go out and kill innocent children. The two things that they say that I cannot disagree with them on are changing the age from 21 to 18 to buy a, a AR-15 or, in fact, any weapon, because if you've noticed, they've gone farther. At first, they threw it out there about a week and a half ago that no 18-year-old should be able to buy an AR-15. Now look at where we are. We are now having a conversation in the White House today about banning all guns from being able to be purchased until you're 21. I disagree with it. I also think it's false sense of security, false hope. I said this earlier, you go back only the last 12 shootings, mass shootings in this country. 
major shootings in this country, high-profile shootings in this country, there is only one situation before Florida where it would have had any hypothetical impact on stopping a crazy person from killing people. And that one would have been the Newtown shooter. He was 20 at the time of the shooting, but again, that one wouldn't have mattered because he didn't go out and buy any of the guns he used. He took his mom's guns. So it didn't matter if the age was 21 or 41. He didn't buy any of the guns. He took his mom's guns. Now, you look at this shooter in Florida. He was 18. His own family members knew there was a problem. The day his mother died in November of last year, one of his cousins called the Broward County Sheriff's Department and begged with them to please come take away his guns and said he was a threat to society and could be a school shooter. They said, call another department where you live because now that he's living with you, we don't have jurisdiction. And that was it. They didn't call the school and say, hey, school, we got a phone call from a family member uh, that said that this kid could come in and, and shoot up your school. Want you to be aware of that. That failure of the government, no one's obsessed with in the media. The fact that you had 43 interactions with this individual's family and the police being called, no one is obsessed with that in the media. The fact that the FBI was told in two different states, two different times, by amazing citizens that went above and beyond doing the bare minimum. Not only did they report that this guy was online saying the things he was saying about wanting to be a school shooter, or not just wanting, going to be a school shooter, declaring he was going to be a school shooter, they even picked up the phone and actually called the FBI and made sure that they got the information they'd sent online. And nothing happened. You had every warning that you could possibly ask for, and the government failed us, but for some reason we're now obsessed with the government passing a law when they couldn't even get it right the first time with all the laws on the book to stop this kid from doing this heinous crime because we care more about pushing an agenda, which is to ultimately confiscate our guns in this country and to alter the Second Amendment, which is not negotiable. For political reasons... I want to go to your phone calls. And I'm willing to have, I think we should have a healthy debate. If you think that, I, that, that, that you should be 21 to buy a weapon, call me and convince me why I should change the Second Amendment and I should change my thoughts on this. I am willing to listen to you. one 381 3811 1-877-381-3811. You can also tweet at me if you want to get your thoughts in there, at Ben Ferguson Show or on Facebook, my page, Ben Ferguson Show there. Let me get straight to your phone calls. Uh, we'll go to Craig, thinks in Long Island. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Go ahead. Good evening, Mr. Ferguson. Thanks for taking my call. Good to talk to you. Give me your take on this. Well, I agree with you on, on one point. I, I, I agree that 18-year-olds should have the opportunity to protect themselves with guns, um, if, if that happens. My concern is with the AR-15s. Um, AR-15s are designed to kill people, and I am against everybody from having the right to own an AR-15. Um, you had brought up before... Hold, hold on. Oh, hold, wait, time out. One second. Name a gun that's not designed to kill a person. No, but the, the, the but there are certain uh, guns that are designed for sport hunting like that. Hold on, hold on, um, now, hold on. Wait, time out, time out. This is an important yeah. question. Name a gun 
for your premise to be correct, you're going to have to name a gun that is purposely built to not kill a person. I, I, there are, there all guns can kill people. That is true. No, all, all guns do kill people. What's that? Every caliber gun that has ever been made in this country has killed probably a person. Can you and I agree on that? Yes, we can definitely agree on that. Okay, so not... the idea that an AR-15 somehow is designed to kill people over a, another gun that's somehow not going to kill a person is, is, is the worst logic I've heard all day. So but let me rephrase to, it here. Let me, let me rephrase it. That an AR-15 is, is killing lots of people in little amounts of time. That, that's just, not, okay, oh, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, Craig, Craig. That, okay, let's, let's just go with, let's go with that logic. You said that an AR-15 is a gun that kills lots of people in a little amount of time, and, and, and that can't happen with other guns. Okay, let, let's talk about a 12-gauge shotgun at close range that's semi-automatic without a plug in it or with a drum attached to it can kill a lot of people in a short amount of time. Can you and I agree on that? Yeah, but, it, but an AR-15 can kill more. That's not true. Okay. There's, you have no data, Craig, to back that up except for fear-mongering and buying into this idea that somehow an AR-15 is more dangerous than a 12-gauge shotgun with a drum on it. I would love to hear an interview with the cop that did not go into the school in Florida and ask him, was he nervous about going in because he knew the person that was inside that building had a weapon that was much more powerful than the one he was going in with? Craig. You are assuming a hell of a lot tonight. I'm, 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 I am. I'm, I, okay. I, I, I want to can, know that can you and I agree, Craig? Can you and I agree that 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 police officer was a coward? Can we both agree on that? Right. And what was preventing? Okay. Him hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It was the fact that there was a shooter in there and he didn't know what he was. He had no idea what gun he had in there. Right. You're, you're again. This is the part where your logic is insane. The police officer Peterson who went into the school, didn't go into the school, I should say, did not know what gun was being used at the time of the shooting. You do understand that. You're assuming that he knew that it was an AR-15 being used, which is an absolute lie. And if you guys, my, my screen froze, so if you'll pull Craig back up here, for some reason I can't. Craig, you're assuming that that police officer knew the gun that was being used, and he didn't know what gun was being used. He had no idea if he was shooting two handguns or a shotgun or a long rifle or a thirty odd six or a thirty thirty or a twenty two. He had no right. idea what gun was no being idea. used. But with previous knowledge and knowledge of current events, he knows that AR-15s and other... Now you're... Of Craig... Now you're well, stretching, dude. Well, you're okay, stretching well, now. Well, well, you're you're basically the... saying now that police officers have a right to not do their job because there's the possibility that there might be an AR-15 in that school when a moment ago you were declaring that that police officer did not go in that school because he knew an AR-15 was being used, which he did not know. You called him a coward. and I He said, is a well, coward. Well, the reason he might be more of a coward is because he knew what was waiting for him inside, and that scared him. Then don't be a cop. Well, okay. Well then. Uh, again, Craig, Craig, you do understand the reason why I'm not agreeing with you tonight is because you've made up four different hypotheticals that are not based in fact. You told me the cop was scared because of an AR-15 when he didn't know what the gun was inside. You told me that an AR-15 at close range is more deadly than a 12-gauge shotgun, which is also a lie. There are plenty of, and you told me that an AR-15 is a gun that goes out and kills people, implying that other guns don't kill people. 
This is literally the reason why conservatives like myself do not trust people like you to rewrite gun laws in this country because you have no idea what you're talking about. But I am behind, you don't understand, I'm behind the Second Amendment. You're, have, you're clearly I, not. I, I, you don't understand have, the Second Amendment if you three, say these things. I have three police officers in my family that all own guns and have them in their homes. And, Craig, that doesn't make you an expert on guns. You've proven no. that tonight. No, I, but I'm not calling myself an expert. I'm not calling myself uh, You're not an even expert. an amateur. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not ca calling anybody names. Let me, let, me ask you a question. let me ask you a quick question. Do you own any guns? I do not own any guns. Okay. Have you? Why? Why don't I own a gun? Yes. Because I have ch small children at home, and I, I don't want my ch small children around around guns. Have you ever owned a gun before you had children? I never have owned a gun, no. But you're in favor of the Second Amendment. I am in favor of the Second Amendment. Okay. I'm going to move on now. I think I proved my point. Mr. Producer, can you just pull that call and we, I, I feel like I'm going to want to play part of that later tonight. Can you just, just pull that for me? Just, just pull the whole dead gum conversation and that sums up, my friends, exactly why I do not trust the left on guns. You have an individual that doesn't know anything about guns, how they work, but tells me he's in favor of the Second Amendment, and then tells me that, well, my dad's in law enforcement, or my family, I have three family members, but I don't like guns, I've never had them, I'm afraid of them, and I know the cop didn't go in because there was an AR-15 when the cop didn't even know what gun was being used. Thanks for playing, though. That was really fun. one 381 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back. It's the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Mr. Producer, I, I got to read this one. This is amazing. I, I love, I love social media. I really do because I get to, I like the fact that people can connect directly with me when they disagree or they agree with me. But I have to read you this last, this last tweet. Ben Ferguson, you're the worst person in the world. You were so mean and rude to the last caller who was telling you the truth. I was being nice. Like, I really was not being mean to him. That was me holding it together instead of losing my mind. I, maybe by the end of the show, I'll lose it on a caller. But I was genuinely trying to be nice to a caller that was literally making up you-know-what on the air. Well, the cop didn't go into the school because he knew there was an AR-15 inside. No, he didn't. That's a lie. Well, he was afraid that he could have an AR-15. No, he was just a coward. He didn't want to go in because there was any person in there that had a gun. He was a coward. There's a reason why he resigned. He resigned because he knew he was going to be fired so he could still get his retirement. That's why he resigned. Let's be clear. one 381 3811 Back to this core issue, which is, I have been told for the last two weeks that if I don't agree with logical gun control, that I am a terrible person, spawn of Satan, going to hell, and I support mass shootings. If I refuse to agree that we should raise the age from 18 to 21, 
to buy an AR-15, which, by the way, has already now changed to just buying guns in general. There is one thing I understand about the Second Amendment very clearly. Not only is it written to be non-negotiable, it was also written to make sure that I could join a militia, a well-armed militia, which meant bad A guns. They didn't want me to just be able to have a, 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 a 22. They wanted me to have the weaponry to join a militia to take on a government. This was not something that was solely only about guns that people decide arbitrarily they like or don't like. And the last caller who tells me he's in favor of the Second Amendment, at least be intellectually honest with me and don't lie to me and tell me you're in favor of the Second Amendment when you're not. You're not in favor of the Second Amendment. You don't shoot. You don't like guns. You don't have them in your house. You never owned one. You're not in favor of the Second Amendment when you're calling to tell me that you want to limit people from owning guns. That is not an advocate of the Second Amendment. Call me up and be honest about what you are. Be unabashful about what you are. I'm an anti-gun advocate. I do not think anybody should own these guns, and at least I'll respect you. But when you try to play this game and lie to me, when you try to make up stuff, oh, well, the cop didn't go in because I'm going to blame the AR-15 and the NRA. No, the cop didn't go into the school because he was a coward. It's that simple. Cop did not know what gun was inside that school. Had no understand, no, no, no clue what gun was in that school. Let me go to Ed. Thanks for waiting. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. How are you, Ed? I'm doing good. You got the Second Amendment right on the money. I'm an NRA endowment member. I've owned firearms since I was a teenager. I've well, you're going small. to hell with me, apparently, so nice to meet oh, you over yeah. the phone. We'll hang out, apparently, because we're both going to a bad place because we actually like the NRA and, our, and the Second Amendment. That's right. That's right. The Second Amendment, the, this, this the number one amendment we have. When they when they strip this away, they take semi-automatics away, it's going to be a Second Amendment with no teeth. That's the problem. The left has caused all of these problems by taking corporal punishment out of school, taking prayer out of school, taking the Pledge of Allegiance out of school. It's the left that likes school shootings because it furthers their agenda to disarm this great nation. That's the bottom line. I've emailed the White House and asked when an NRA working taxpayer veteran of this country is going to get a listening session with him, and you think they've emailed me back? No. The Second Amendment, these people are willing to give away their rights for a little bit of security when all they needed to do was secure the school where some fool can't walk in there well, and do this. It's not, not just, again, we're, we're obsessed with the government, Ed, protecting us, and they failed us. Why are, if there's any time that Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and liberals, should be able to come together and agree on something, it's when there's a massive failure this size at the local, state, and national level on preventing a school shooting, which this one was 100% preventable on multiple occasions, multiple warnings, and the student saying, I'm going to do this. Family members calling saying, he's going to do this. Neighbors calling saying, he's going to do this. Anonymous tips coming in saying to the FBI he's going to do this 43 phone calls to 911 at the house where this guy lives saying he's mentally insane and they never charged him with a crime they never got a mugshot of him they never took him to jail right it's a total failure of government and that's one of the reasons so why are we and why are we obsessed with a gun Ed the gun shouldn't even be the gun should be an afterthought it, it, the gun shouldn't even matter. We should all be demanding 
that we this think about it. You want to talk about insane? Let's talk about this fact, Ed. The sheriff is still the sheriff after all this information came out because he was brilliant and said, blame the gun, the NRA, not me. And people went for it. How stupid are we? Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight for the great one who is at an event. He will be back with you tomorrow. Don't worry, it is not an issue with pneumonia. He is doing well. I just want to make sure you guys know that so you don't have to worry. He'll be back with you tomorrow. Breaking news tonight, White House Communications Director Hope Hicks has resigned. I'm going to get you more information on that coming up in a little bit. But before we get to that, caving to pressure the, is exactly what you call this. Um, Dick's Sporting Goods, and I, I'm not a boycotter. I want to be clear with this, all right? Georgia moving closer, for example, to killing Delta tax breaks in this NRA fight. I'm not in favor of that, I, okay? Um, I'll explain a little bit more of my thought process on that in a moment. I, I'm just not in favor of it, though. Uh, I see what Dick's Sporting Goods has come out and done. And they come out, they came out in a really big and kind of bold way. And they said, we are going to be, you know, corporately, um, we're, we're going to be good corporate citizens. And we are not going to sell assault rifles any, any longer. And the CEO came out and went on CNN New Day this morning and talked about how it was important for him to stop selling assault style weapons. And it was the right thing to do. Uh, as he said, as one of the nation's largest retailers, Dick's Sporting Goods said that it will immediately end sales of, quote, all assault-style rifles in stores. The retailer also said it would no longer sell high-capacity magazines and that it would not sell any gun to anyone under 21 years of age, regardless of the local laws. Now, let's be clear. Dick's Sporting Goods absolutely has a right to do this. Let's also be clear about this. Dick's Sporting Goods is playing the... The big, the long game here, or excuse me, the short game here, not the long game. Dick Sporting Goods knows how many guns they sell, and they know how many guns they sell to 18 to 21-year-olds. And it's not a lot. So they're playing this. They're playing this to the moms of America who buy a lot of sporting goods stuff for their kids. And they're playing that the majority of their customers are not going to be huge Second Amendment advocates and that's the reason why they decided to play it this way. They they chose to play it this way on purpose. That it was a bottom line decision that they looked at, and I'm sure they said, look, how many of these assault weapons are we selling? How much are we making per year? Can we make more money if we have a bunch of moms come in here who are anti-gun individuals but buy sporting goods for their kids, and can we make a lot of money because they'll love us? And I think it was a business decision for Dick Sporting Goods. And they thought that there's probably some Second Amendment people like myself that might be angry, but more than likely they're going to come back. They also 
wanted to make sure that they weren't a PR nightmare with this decision, clearly, where some kid came in and bought an AR-15 at their store, committed a heinous crime with it, and then that gun was connected back to the exporting goods, and they're in every article in America. This was 100% a PR move. You could argue that it was a cowardly PR move. This is not a bold, big move. This was 100% weigh the options here, the downside to the upside compared to profits, and they said our stores can do fine without selling to an 18 or 19 or 20-year-old. Our stores might even pick up market share for all of the other products in the stores that we carry compared to the back left corner of the store. We have a, a small section of guns and basically generic guns at that. And we'll pick up market share. Now, am I advocating tonight for a boycott of dicks? No. What I'm going to tell you is I'm not going to shop there. I'm going to go to another retailer every chance I get because I don't have any respect now for Dick's as a company. This was, they, they, if they truly believed in what they were doing, they would have done this after the last shooting or the shooting before that or the one before that. They just bowed to the peer pressure, the peer pressure of, of the media and the fear of the unknown of what could happen possibly with one of their guns that might be connected back to being sold at one of their stores. And they knew they would be crushed. Now, Coward organization number two tonight. And you knew this was going to happen. Dick's got a bunch of good press today because the media is obsessed with companies that stop selling guns. And what did, what did Walmart announce moments ago? Walmart has just announced that they are raising the minimum age to purchase a firearm to 21, regardless of what the locals' laws say in their stores. Walmart, quote, will only sell guns and ammunition to people over the age of 21 from now on. The company said in a statement Thursday that it decided to review its firearm sales policy in light of recent events. Quote, going forward, we're raising the age restriction for purchase of firearms and ammunition to 21 years of age. We will update our processes as quickly as possible to implement this change. Now, again, why did Walmart do this? They bowed to the pressure. They did the math. How much money is Walmart making off of selling ammunition to an 18 to 21-year-old? Not a lot. How many guns are they selling to 18 to 21-year-olds? Not a lot. Why not go in and look like and pull on the heartstrings of the anti-gun nuts in this country and the moms and, 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 the, and those that are terrified of guns that know nothing about them and make it look like we did something significant, which this is not going to lower crime rates in this country. This is not going to lower the death rates in this country, this decision. This is 100% a move to make us feel better that doesn't really have any impact in this country. If you don't believe me, look at Chicago. They have some of the most strict gun laws in America, and they have one of the highest death rates in America per capita, if not the highest, actually. They have extreme restrictions on guns, yet you can get your hands on an illegal gun on the streets of Chicago anytime you want to, at any age. So is this going to change this country? The answer is no. Is this going to save a bunch of lives? The answer is statistically no. If it did, Chicago would be the safest place in America, or Washington, D.C., or Baltimore. I could go on and on with a list of the anti-gun places that have extremely high crime. One other thing. Statistics show that the majority of people that commit crimes on the streets that are 18 or younger with a gun are not buying the gun anyway. 
If you're 18 to 21, you're not buying that gun in a store going through a background check. You're buying it on the black market with, with the serial number scraped off. This is another false sense of security. That is what this is. This is another play to the media's narrative, and let's get some free press that makes us look amazing. That's also what this is. Now, am I advocating for boycotting Walmart tonight? No. They are companies, and they have the right to make this decision. Is it a fine, is it a smart business decision short term for Walmart and Dix? It probably is. If I'm looking at this not from a, does the Second Amendment matter? Okay. If I'm looking at this solely from a PR standpoint and I work for Walmart and they say, what do you think I could do? This is probably the right decision. Cower down to those that are criticizing you. Get some great free press. Look like a responsible citizen, and a lot of people will shop there. Yes, you'll alienate some, but eventually they'll go away and they'll come back to Walmart. That's what this. This is the only reason why they're making this decision. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Now I can tell you this much: I love Walmart. I like the pricing. I like the money I save. Where am I going to go now? And I, and I mean this seriously. Am I going to go to Target with their transgender bathrooms? They kind of know that we're screwed. Where are you going to go? You're going to go, you're going to go to the liberal Target down the street with their transgender bathrooms and put your family at risk in their bathrooms, or are you going to go to Walmart? Which, I mean, which one, which one is it? And they know this. They're not idiots. Most people are going to go to one of those two places. Let's get to your phone calls. one 381 3811 Let me go to Scott. Thanks for waiting. You're on the ben Fer- You're on with Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin tonight. Good to have you with us. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, Ben? Howdy, sir. Um, you know, if it wasn't... Um, it, what gets me, Ben, is that it was a human being behind a weapon. All right? It, it wasn't the weapon. It was the human being that, you know, pull the trigger. Now, if he went in there with an axe or a knife, it would have been an axe or a knife. Um, you know, and, and they're not looking at the human being. Now, of course, they're going to take, you know, and bring it uh, and blame the gun. Uh, you know, when does it stop? It's, what you're describing right now is, is the tweet that I sent out on Valentine's Day, and I put it out there and I pinned it to the top of my Twitter feed. I said, one, in a DUI, we blame the driver and not the alcohol. Two, at a bombing, we blame the bomber and not the chemicals, the bolts, the nails, the pressure cooker used. Three, in a shooting, we blame the gun and not the person. Why the change in logic? I don't get it. No, it I don't understand, and it's always. And, 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 you know, and we're not talking, and nobody talks about the guy. You know, it's just to get him, let's just talk about, you know, messing with the Second Amendment. And, well, there's, and, and look, in the Florida shooting, there's two people that should be blamed in this order. Law enforcement on the local, state, and federal level. No question. And then the shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can blame law enforcement for not doing their job. Sure. This guy was crazy. We know he was crazy. Oh, no question. And everybody was telling us he's crazy. And, and here's the one thing about the shooter. I'll, I'll, give him, I'll give him some credit for being honest. He wrote it. 
and said it and told people he was going to be a school shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at least he was honest about being psycho. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, gave us know, warnings about being psycho. But it, you know, and, and and they knew about this guy, and you know that tells me uh, that they're not doing their job down there. And a lot of a lot of stuff is coming out about those fellows down there, and. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on. Here how is it, you know, I, I, I said this earlier in the show. How is it that that mayor, uh, or excuse me, that sheriff, how in the world is he still the sheriff? I, that, you know, I said Why, we live in a world where we are so messed up that we blame the NRA for something they didn't do. <laughs> and we don't fire the sheriff who clearly didn't do his job. Of course not. And he's bragging about what a great guy he is and how everybody loves him, and it's not his fault. I mean, of course it's his fault. Come on. And he takes no blame for anything. I don't understand it. I just don't. And and, and, and the media, as much as they call for you know people off with their heads and the Me Too movement and, and taking people down, why would you not take down this sheriff? I mean, they're professionals at it. The media are professionals at taking down people, right? Yes. They do it for a living. Yes. Why would you not take down? This is the easiest takedown ever. We have a sheriff who was warned about a school shooting that could have stopped it multiple times with 43 interactions and warnings, and, and, and the FBI, no one has been fired for the incompetency of the federal government, the state government, or the local government with a shooter that said, I'm going to do it, and everyone told the authorities. Why is the media not obsessed over that? No, we're, we're, instead we're going to be obsessed over Walmart and Dick's Sporting Goods. Exactly. Exactly. It's right there for them. It's right there. I don't understand it. It, it, it baffles me. You know, I mean, it, I agree. it doesn't end with these people. It Scott, does not end. Thank you, sir. Nice to talk to you. one 381 3811 Coming up, more your reaction to Dick Sporting Goods saying, we're not selling any more guns to people under 21 or assault rifles. Walmart jumped on this and said, me too, me too. We're going to do the same thing. A lot of you saying that we should boycott them. I'll get your reaction to that coming up on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. No one should be surprised by what I'm about to tell you. The Washington Post is now reporting that Robert Mueller is investigating is now investigating Trump's apparent effort to out his Attorney General Jeff Sessions in July. I have no idea how that has anything to do with Russian collusion, but hey, let's just let's just keep this thing going at taxpayers' dollars. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark tonight, who is at an event. He'll be back with you tomorrow night. Uh, there's a lot of things that are trending right now uh, that people are sitting me saying that Donald Trump betrayed his entire base today calling for gun control without due process. Now, the audio clip of where people are getting this from, and I'm going to let you decide for yourself, because there's, look, Donald Trump said a lot of things today at the White House with this bipartisan meeting on guns. Trump said today something that I absolutely agree with. He said, I want to get rid of gun-free zones. They don't work. That's clearly a very conservative idea. Now, the Vice President Mike Pence today was talking about this uh, at the White House, and I want you to hear what he said and then what the President said 
in their own words, uh, as they were talking about this earlier today, they were talking about guns and states and states and state rights and what we shouldn't or maybe shouldn't do with guns. I'll let you hear this, and you decide if you think Donald Trump betrayed the base on this issue. I think you, in your meeting with governors earlier this week, individually and, and as a group, we spoke about um, about states taking steps. But the focus is to literally give families and give local law enforcement additional tools if an individual is reported to be a, a potential danger to themselves or others. And allow due process so that no one's rights are trampled, but, but the ability to go to court obtain an order, and then collect not only the firearms, but any any weapons in the possession or of that Or might take the firearms first and then go to court, because that's another system. Because a lot of times, by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of firearms. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. It's not due process if you take the guns first, Mr. President. That comment today is very concerning to me. Calling for confiscation of guns before the due process is not okay with me. When the president made that comment at 3.48 this afternoon, it worried me because I don't think he understands how scary it is to an average law-abiding citizen to hear that the government could take my gun first and then, quote, give me due process later. We'll talk about that on The Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in, coming up next. The modern voice of the Founding Fathers. This is the Mark Levin Show. Dial in now at 877-381-3811. There was something that was said earlier today by the president that was very concerning to me. Donald Trump said some great things on guns. He also said some things on guns today that concern me. One of them today happened at 345 this afternoon at this bipartisan meeting on gun control or gun legislation, however you want to say it. Donald Trump said, I want to get rid of gun-free zones because they don't work. I absolutely agree with him on that point. Then the vice president was talking about this issue of, of should we limit guns for people that are mentally insane? Uh, here's my thoughts on this. I never want to take away a gun from somebody if they are seeking help on their own. But if you are committed against your will by the state or declared by a judge mentally insane, I do believe there should be a time for a period of time where you should not be able to go out and purchase a weapon. I do not believe you should lose your right to own a gun forever unless you've actually committed crimes that would take that right away from you. Mental health is a very complex issue. I know people that are bipolar. I know people that are made depressant. I believe they should be able to protect and defend themselves when they're out and when they're at home. Now, 
if you are committed against your will, are declared mentally insane by a judge, I do believe that should disqualify you from being able to have a gun or purchase a gun for a period of time. I don't think it should be for forever, per se. This is a complicated issue because you should have the right. Uh, I know people that have had been in bad places and they've been able to get on certain medications or certain things that have changed their life, and, and then they're better. I don't believe just because you are manic depressant or bipolar or deal with mental health issues that you shouldn't be able to protect and defend yourself. I'm not in favor of just saying, oh, because you did, you are in this category or in this box, you should never be able to buy a gun because we say that you could go crazy or you might do something stupid or you might become violent. Now, earlier today, a lot of conservatives out there are saying that Donald Trump betrayed his entire base calling for gun control in this country without due process. And this is something that every... Second Amendment advocate and conservative should be very concerned about this comment. Does it mean that I don't support the president? No. Does it mean that I don't think the president had some great things to say today on guns and, for example, getting rid of gun-free zones? I give him credit for that. But this comment that he made today is very concerning. If you missed it earlier, Mike Pence first, and then listen to what the president says. And... Uh... I think you in your meeting with governors earlier this week, individually and and as a group, we spoke about um, about states taking steps. But the focus is to literally give families and give local law enforcement additional tools if an individual is reported to be a, a potential danger to themselves or others. And allow due process so that no one's rights are trampled, but, but the ability to go to court obtain an order, and then collect not only the firearms, but any any weapons in the position or of that Mike, individual. Or, take the firearms first and then go to court, because that's another system. Because a lot of times, by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of firearms. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. Take the guns first and then go through due process second? I, I cannot get behind that. I just can't. one 381-3811, There was something else that happened this meeting earlier today as well. Uh, I want to play this because there's a comment that was made here, and the president then turns to Dianne Feinstein and says, take your bill, which her bill is extreme gun control, and throw it in this other bill and let's get it done. Listen to the president. And Dianne Feinstein's face lit up like she'd won the lottery. Here it is. And so just doing something on this background check uh, issue and using that as a base, and then I would like to add some of these other things we've talked about, I think would make a major difference. So if you Not could just add that to this bill, that would be great, Diane. If you could add what you have also, and I think you can, into the bill. Yeah. So Joe, are you ready? Can you do that? Joe, can you do that, Pat? Can you add some of the things? You're not going to agree with me. Yeah, you help. Well, no, I'll help, but can you add what Amy and what Diane have? Can and, we add them in? And I know you can add what John yeah, I have another domestic violence bill that's very narrow, and it's about dating partners, and a number of states have just enacted it this. with Republicans. We're going to get it passed. Yeah. We're going to get it passed. If you can add domestic violence uh, paragraphs, pages into this bill, I'm all for it. 
I think it's terrific if you can do it. It can be done. That can be done, too. I do not want Dianne Feinstein's massive gun control legislation put in any bill, Mr. President. This is extremely concerning to me. It's telling me that I, I lose due process and the state ever comes in and decides that they think I'm mentally incapable to own a weapon. They can take my guns first and then I have to go fight the federal government to get my right back to carry a gun. No, I'm not okay with that. That's not due process. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. This idea that we should look to Dianne Feinstein to throw her legislation in a bill and I'm supposed to discuss it or, or, or support it. I'm also not okay with that. This is something that every single conservative should be sounding off on tonight on social media saying, Mr. President, with all due respect, what you said today at the White House, this is not okay. We did not elect you to agree to put Dianne Feinstein's extreme gun control measures in a bill. We did not elect you to take away our guns before we have due process if I have mental issues just because the government says I can do it. one 381 Let's get to your phone calls. I'll go to Jenny. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Go ahead. Well, I've been stewing on the media's obsession of gun control. I've been a stay-at-home mom for 22 years. My son was an NRA youth shooting sports ambassador. I completely support the Second Amendment. And I just want to say, why in the world would we ask men of 18 years of age to register with selective services in which, if called to duty, they will be armed with a gun and told to protect our country and not allow them to legally own a firearm? If you're man enough to fight for this country, then you're damn well man enough to own a firearm at 18. This is insanity. Let, let me let me tell you what the other side is saying, because I've had this debate on TV now probably five times in the last two weeks. And, and, and hear me out, because this is where I say we should be open to having this conversation. The difference between a random 18-year-old going in and buying a gun, okay, and an 18-year-old in the military is, first of all, in the military we go through an extensive background check and even, mental, and even a mental screening. We then give you a gun and train you with a gun, and we don't just throw you an M16 or an M4 and say, have at it. We train you how to use a gun. Hell, we train you how to break down the gun. We train you how to take it apart and clean it and put it back together. We train you how to shoot the gun at short range, mid range, long range. Then you have to you have to qualify with minimum requirements before we allow you to carry the gun. There is a difference in that scenario between that and a dumb A kid that might be smoking weed going in and buying an AR-15 at 18 years old. Now I agree with you on that. Now, 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 let me say this, though. Is. Here's the problem with the, with the logic there. And I'm giving you the other side. I don't agree with that point. I'm just saying I, I think we should be respectful of it at least. And, and here is my rebuttal to that, okay? My rebuttal to that, Jenny, is this. Not every 18-year-old is a dumb A, and not every 18-year-old is getting drunk or smoking weed. Not every 18-year-old should be uh, people should be afraid of. I was a very responsible 18-year-old. I knew a lot of people that were very responsible. I also knew a lot of dumb A's. Right. I knew some people that shouldn't be able to buy a gun at 35, in my opinion, because they're idiots. But I should not have my rights taken away because there are some people that are stupid or incompetent. And the Second Amendment is something that is not negotiable. It was never, ever meant to be negotiated. 
when I'm 18 years old, I should have the right to protect and defend not only myself, but my family. I am charged with crimes as an adult at 18. So if you're going to charge me with crimes and expect me to pay taxes and expect me to be an adult and you treat me like an adult, then don't tell me I'm a junior adult. I'm either an adult or I'm not an adult. There's no in-between there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing that I'd like to bring up is the media is not mentioning the video game industry or trying to regulate the Of course not. But, but uh, Right. I mean, right? look, there, you, you can't tell me that the graphic assaulting video game industry is not having an impact on these kids' lives. You can't tell me that the breakdown in the family is not having an impact on these kids' lives. It clearly is having a major impact on these kids' lives. You look at the stats that came out. Someone wrote an article, and it was it was a great article about this, these mass shooters in this country. Uh, and I'm pulling it up real quick because it's an important one that that I that I think you'll agree with me on. the The number of school shooters, and I want to make sure I get my facts right, so I'm I'm pulling it up. Twenty six of the twenty seven deadliest mass shooters grew up in homes without a father. Yes. Why do we not hear people calling for single mother control, as one person put it? We have a breakdown in the family, right? We do. We clearly have a breakdown in the family. We have no fathers that are we being hear fathers. From people who, who want more young men or young men to step in as fathers and be the fathers to the children that they had. It's not just yeah. a mother issue. Well, look, as soon as the government became the father and allowed men to be irresponsible and not be shamed by society, if you didn't take care of your kids in the past, you were you were a, a, a leopard in society. If you were a deadbeat in the past, you didn't take care of your kids, and you left a mom and babies high and dry, you were exiled. As soon as the government started picking up the slack, what ended up happening was pretty simple. Yeah. What ended up happening is, is all these fathers said, I can go out and have sex, knock up somebody, and as soon as I'm not happy, I get to leave, and the government will pay for their groceries so I don't look bad anymore. And the right. breakdown in the family is one of the reasons why we're in the situation we are in right now. Thank you, Jenny. I appreciate the phone call. one 381 Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin tonight. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. The Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight for the great one. He will be back with you tomorrow night as he has an event tonight. And the president today had this bipartisan meeting at the White House on gun control. He said some very, very, very concerning things. One of them was he said we should be able to take away your guns and then give you due process to get them back if there are mental issues. We, quote, don't have time to wait on a court. They move too slow. He also said today that and, and, and was calling out members of Congress saying, you really think that basically a kid should be able or an 18 year old should be able to buy one of these guns instead of at 21 when they can buy a handgun. And what he said today was you're afraid of the NRA going after Republicans. He said the reason why you're not willing to change on that is because it's unpopular with the NRA. Uh, I don't believe I've never thought that Donald Trump was a hardcore Second Amendment guy. Uh, the You know, the NRA fell in love with him because he said he was a Second Amendment guy, but over his life he said a lot of things that I disagree with on guns. 
this doesn't mean me asking these questions tonight that I don't support the president, but if you are truly a advocate of the Second Amendment, you should be concerned about this. And earlier today, this is what the president sounded like at the White House when he was calling out Republicans on this issue. Somebody can buy a handgun at 21. Right. Now, this is not a popular thing to say in terms of the NRA, but I'm saying it anyway. I'm going to just have to say it. But you can't buy, I mean, think of it. You can buy a handgun. You can't buy one. That you have to wait till you're 21. But you can buy the kind of weapon used in the school shooting at 18. I think it's something you have to think about. We just signed So... I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give it a lot of consideration, and I'm the one bringing it up, and a lot of people don't even want to bring it up because they're afraid to bring it up. But you can't buy a handgun at 18, 19, or 20. You have to wait till you're 21. But you can buy the, the gun, the weapon used in this horrible shooting at 18. Uh, you are going to decide. The people in this room pretty much are going to decide. But what are you doing about it? I mean, it's clear there. The president is calling out, and he said, you guys are afraid of the NRA. The president's in favor of changing the age from 18 to 21. And I don't believe that at 18 years old, you should lose your right to have a gun. Let me go to Lucky. Thanks for waiting. You're on the uh, the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Hello, Lucky. Hey, Ben. How are you doing? Doing well, sir. Give me your take. Lucky, go ahead. Lucky, can you hear me? All right. We'll try to get you back. Hold on for me. Let me go to Tina. Thanks for waiting. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Go ahead. Hi. I got two points. Okay. Uh, the one point about the president, uh, about taking the guns before it's been, what do you call that? Um, due process? Saying due process. we'll give you okay. your guns back after you prove to us that you deserve to have them back. That's yes. not how our laws work in this country. Okay. Let me... I think what he's saying, this is what I would think, this young man was a real problem. We're talking about this one individual person. That's why I look at it. Let's go by individual people and not group them in groups. So I'm not for all 18-year-olds, you know, having their guns or 19-year-olds taken away, period. But I think he's talking about somebody of this serious character we need to do something about all this, these guns he has, period. There's no time to wait. He is a problem. Now, my other point is... Who decides, what, hold on one second, before he committed the crime of the school shooting, who decides that he is a problem? The sheriff should have decided this. Okay, but d- shouldn't he be then charged with a crime or, or go to a court to get that? You don't just... Do you really want to trust the government? Well, the problem with him hold on, hold on. is... This is wait, wait, hold on one second. Didn't he hold Did, a gun on his mother's head? I think that's a crime. I think right. the crime is... And, and it's a terrorist threat to say you're going to go up and blow, out a, blow up a school. So on those issues, he would have been arrested and been held, and then you have time to go to a judge, and then you have time to do it the right way. You don't just get to walk in, Tina, and say because you don't like a person or you don't like what they say or like what they do that I'm going to take away your rights... It doesn't right. work that way. The whole reason why we have right. due process in this country is so that we don't live in a communist or socialist nation. In Absolutely. those nations, they can do that. They can walk in and say, 
you're in the opposition party, we don't like you, and we're going to throw you in jail for your words that you use. Forget your rights to bear arms. We live in America. In America, I have the right to due process. And we had a president today that advocated for me not having due process. That is not okay. It doesn't have to do with politics. It has to do with the Constitution. It has to do with the United States of America. We're the greatest country in the world because we have due process. We don't allow our government to come in and just silence us or lock us up or take away our guns or take away our rights because they think we might do something they don't like. Ben Ferguson filling in will be right. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark tonight, who's at an event. He will be back with you tomorrow night. There's a lot that's gone on today. If you're just joining us, let's just start with the basic headlines. White House um, Communications Director Hope Hicks has resigned from the White House. Uh, she has been a long uh, and trusted confidant of the president, is around him basically 24-7, went to almost every campaign event with him, and was the White House uh, basically gatekeeper for all media requests and inquiries. She is no longer uh, with the with the president, resigning today, one day after she testified before the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, White House Communications Director Hope Hicks is gone. Second thing that happened today, a lot of conservatives uh, very concerned over the president's comments today that many would argue were just flat-out shocking on the issue of gun control. There was this big meeting at the White House on gun control. And the president today, a lot of people think that he got it wrong. We're trying to please the middle America or even the left by not only saying, one, that he wanted Dianne Feinstein to add her extreme gun control legislation to a bill, which her face exploded with excitement. Couldn't believe the president was saying throw her stuff into a bill. He also started attacking Republicans, saying, why aren't you in favor of raising the age from 18 to 21 to buy an AR-15? It's because you're afraid of the NRA. And then saying, advocating for taking away our due process when confiscating guns from people that he says are mentally insane. Mike Pence was talking as the vice president at the table today about how it's important to make sure that people that are uh, declared mentally incompetent by a judge uh, that are in trouble with the law, for example, should not be able to have the right to go out there and buy a weapon. Most people agree with that idea. The president said, we don't need to wait on a judge or court. That takes too long. We should go take away the guns and then give them due process, which is a very, very scary scenario. Listen to this. We were meeting with governors earlier this week individually and and as a group. We spoke about, um, about states taking steps, but the focus is to literally give families and give local law enforcement additional tools if an individual is reported to be a, a potential danger to themselves or others. Allow due process so no one's rights are trampled, but, but the ability to go to court, 
obtain an order, and then collect not only the firearms, but any any weapons in the possession or of that individual. Or might take the firearms first and then go to court, because that's another system. Because a lot of times, by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of fires. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. That is not how our Constitution works, with all due respect to the president. That's not how it works at all. You don't get to take away my guns and then give me due process. That's what happens in horrible, terrible countries. And for the president to say that the reason why Republicans are not in favor of raising the age from 18 to 21 to buy a gun is because they're afraid of the NRA, that's not also true. I'm not in favor of taking away a grown adult at 18, which we declare to be an adult in this country's right to buy a gun. 18-year-olds live outside of their parents' home. 18-year-olds have the right to protect and defend themselves, including those that are married with family and children. I should not have to wait till I'm 21 to defend myself or my children or my family. That is not how the Second Amendment works. These are two things that every conservative tonight, regardless of your supporter of the president or not, should be concerned about. These are fundamental ideas that people need to understand. And I, and I play this tonight because when you have a president who is saying this, I don't even care if it's an RD next to their names. This is an infringement on my freedoms in this country if we did what the president was advocating for today. Bobby, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Go ahead. Hello, uh, this is Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Go ahead. Hey, um, a couple of points, man. Uh, the biggest thing is how can our federal government ask an 18-year-old to take up arms and go defend this country when it's wrong for them to have a gun at 18 in their private home? Explain it a little bit more. For I, I, I want to make sure I understand exactly your point here. Okay. In other words, you ask or you draft an 18-year-old kid to go fight in the military, and he has to take an arm. He has to learn that weapon. He has to go defend this country with that same weapon. But yet it's it's wrong now that they're trying to raise the age limit to 21. It's wrong for that same 18-year-old person to have a gun or an AR-15, as you call it, or any gun for that matter. And knowing guns as well as I do, you can do a lot of damage with some other guns, and it doesn't have to be an AR-15. I've had guns my entire life. Uh, my son is only 11. He's well-knowledged in gun and gun safety. He's been to skeet shoots with me. And I can't understand why my government all of a sudden decide that 18 is too young to have a gun. Well, let me ask you this question. You know, the president today said... Basically, it's absurd that an 18-year-old can go in and buy a high-powered rifle like an AR-15, but they can't buy a handgun. I, I, see the, I, I see the logic there that he's using. I don't think that's a crazy statement. I understand the logic. It is weird 
that I can buy an AR-15, but I can't buy a 22 single shot Derringer. Yes. That's weird. That's 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 weird that I I cannot buy a single shot 22, but I can go out and buy an AR-15. That does not make sense logically either. And I get the president's point on that. It is is if I can't, but if the government's saying they don't trust me with a single shot 22 handgun, then it is weird that I can go out and say, okay, but we trust you with an AR-15. Right. I, I just think it's ridiculous to change the age from 18 to 21. I mean, I mean, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Because well, you give them an inch on this, Bobby, they'll take a mile. Because if you let's say that we give in, there's been a lot of conservatives that have said to me, Ben, no 18 year old needs this gun. Let's just let them have the AR-15 until 21. That's a good compromise. It's better than having to ban it all together. And then I said, OK, well, then what happens when there's the next school shooting? And they exactly. use a .30-06. Are we going to ban that one? And then what happens when they use a .22? And then what happens when they use a handgun? And then what happens when they use... I mean, where where does it end? Because remember, I the first school shooting that I vividly remember is the, is the Jonesboro, Arkansas school shooting. AR-15s weren't even on the market. They used their dad's deer rifle. And, and, a, and the 9- and 11-year-old went outside, pulled the fire alarm, and shot teachers and students. So when that school shooting happened, based on this logic, should we abandon 30 out sixes or 3030s? Well, most people would say, well, no, that's hunting. Well, I use an AR-15 to go hog hunting. Exactly. You let them take away a gun. They will take away all guns that are used by bad people, and they'll justify it because they'll say, well, now they're using this one. Now this is the gun of choice. Now this is the one that they want to use. Now this is the one that you should be afraid of. The AR-15 will become another weapon they become obsessed with. Everybody's already been saying, we want to get rid of the AR-15 and the AK-47, because they know that if the AR-15 goes, and then, of course, naturally, you got to get rid of the AK-47. Then if you get rid of the AK-47, what are you going to do next? You're going to go down the list until every single gun that they find to be offensive to them because they're anti-gun is all of a sudden they all disappear. It will happen. Glenn, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Go ahead. Hi, Glenn. Well, Ben, tonight. Uh, you're doing a great job tonight. Thank you for doing it. Thank you. Uh, see, I, uh, I think your first caller tonight, the misinformed, ignorant, whatever you want to call him, uh, gives credence to the fact that I think we do need some federal firearms legislation. Um, All right, do me a favor, Glenn. I want to play that caller because there's been hundreds of you that have been <laughs> tweeting at me on Facebook. Mr. Producer, should we take a break now and come back and play that? You want to do that? All right, let's do that. Glenn, hold on for me because this caller now has become famous tonight uh, on, on the show. I'll play this fake Second Amendment advocate coming up next. Then I'll get your response, Glenn. It's the Mark Levin Show. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. You know, while everybody is obsessed with guns, let me remind you what really we should all be obsessed about. The failure of the government to stop this school shooting in the first place. All the laws were in place to stop this shooting. All of them. 
all of the laws were in place to stop this school shooting. All the warnings were in place. Dana Lash with the NRA put out a tweet saying, Recap, Parkland murderers' neighbors' family called Broward County Sheriff's. 45 responses at least to murder's home. He managed message threats to kill classmates, which is a felony under Florida statute, and they were reported. Assaulted parents and classmates took bullets and knives to school. And yet we blame the NRA and the gun. That's what we should be focusing on. The left has brilliantly hijacked this entire thing to be used to advocate for confiscating our guns and our right to own guns and saying that, we well, we should be able to look at a gun and then decide if you should or should not be able to own it based on if we think it's scary or not. Now, earlier tonight, um, we had a caller that called in acting like he was a advocate for the Second Amendment. He's now become the famous first-hour caller. I want to play this for you, and this is what we are up against with liberals in this country who, one, don't even understand guns. Listen to this. Craig thinks in Long Island, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Go ahead. Good evening, Mr. Ferguson. Thanks for taking my call. Good to talk to you. Give me your take on this. Well, I agree with you on, on one point. I, I, I agree that 18-year-olds should have the opportunity to protect themselves with guns um, if, if that happens. My concern is with the AR-15s. Um, AR-15s are designed to kill people, and I am against everybody from having the right to own an AR-15. Um, you had brought up before... Hold, hold on. Oh, hold, wait, time out. One second. Name a gun that's not designed to kill a person. No, but the, the, the but there are certain uh, guns that are designed for sport hunting like that. Hold on, hold on, um, now, hold on. Time out, time out. This is an important yeah. question. Name a gun for your premise to be correct. You're going to have to name a gun that is purposely built to not kill a person. I I there are there all guns can kill people. That is true. No, all all guns do kill people. What's that? Every caliber gun that has ever been made in this country has killed probably a person. Can you and I agree on that? Yes, we can definitely agree on that. Okay, so the idea that an AR-15 somehow is designed to kill people over another gun that's somehow not going to kill a person is 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 the worst logic I've heard all day. So So let me rephrase it here. Let me let me rephrase it. That an AR-15 is is killing lots of people in little amounts of time. That's just okay. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, Craig, Craig. That okay. Let's let's just go. Let's go with that logic. You said that an AR-15 is a gun that kills lots of people in a little amount of time, and 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 that can't happen with other guns. Okay. Let's talk about a 12-gauge shotgun at close range, that semi-automatic without a plug in it or with a drum attached to it can kill a lot of people in a short amount of time. Can you and I agree on that? Yeah, but it, but an AR-15 can kill more. That's not true. Okay. There's You have no data, Craig, to back that up except for fear-mongering and buying into this idea that somehow an AR-15 is more dangerous than a 12-gauge shotgun with a drum on it. I would love to hear an interview with the cop that did not go into the school in Florida and ask him, was he nervous about going in because he knew the person that was inside that building had a weapon that was much more powerful than the one he was going in with? Craig, 
you are assuming a hell of a lot tonight. I'm, 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 I am. I'm, I, okay. I, I, I want to know that. Can you and I agree, Craig? Can you and I agree that 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 police officer was a coward? Can we both agree on that? Right. And what was preventing? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It was the fact that there was a shooter in there and he didn't know what he was. He had no idea what gun he had in there. Right. You're, you're, again, this is the part where your logic is insane. The police officer, Peterson, who went into the school, that didn't go into the school, I should say, did not know what gun was being used at the time of the shooting. You do understand that. You're assuming that he knew that it was an AR-15 being used, which is an absolute lie. And if you guys, my, my screen froze, so if you'll pull Craig back up here, for some reason I can't. Craig, you're assuming that that police officer knew the gun that was being used, and he didn't know what gun was being used. He had no idea if he was shooting two handguns or a shotgun or a long rifle or a odd 6 or a thirty thirty or a twenty two. He had no right. idea what gun was no being idea. used. But with previous knowledge and knowledge of current events, he knows that AR-15s and other... Now you're... Of Craig... Now you're stretching, dude. Well, you're okay, stretching well, now. Well, 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 you're you're basically we're... saying now that police officers have a right to not do their job because there's the possibility that there might be an AR-15 in that school when a moment ago you were declaring that that police officer did not go in that school because he knew an AR-15 was being used, which he did not know. You called him a coward. and I He said, is a well, coward. Well, the reason he might be more of a coward is because he knew what was waiting for him inside, and that scared him. Then don't be a cop. Well, okay. Well then. Uh, again, Craig, Craig, you do understand the reason why I'm not agreeing with you tonight is because you've made up four different hypotheticals that are not based in fact. You told me the cop was scared because of an AR-15 when he didn't know what the gun was inside. You told me that an AR-15 at close range is more deadly than a 12-gauge shotgun, which is also a lie. There are plenty of, and you told me that an AR-15 is a gun that goes out and kills people, implying that other guns don't kill people. There it is, folks. There it is. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin, 1-877-381-3811. We'll be right back. Listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now, 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. Nice to have you with us. Uh, Mark Levin will be back tomorrow night. Don't worry, he is okay. This is not a taking off for pneumonia or anything like that. Many of you are concerned. Uh, he's got an event tonight. He'll be back with you tomorrow. I just want to let you know that. Now, I want to get back to several of you that are saying, Ben, why do you need an AR-15? I, I, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed a moment ago. And it said, Ben, when was the last time you shot an AR-15 to protect and save your life? When was the last time you shot an AR-15 because someone was attacking you? No one needs an AR-15 but the military or law enforcement, you blank. Translate, that's an F-bomb. Uh, let me respond to that. I, I Last time I used my AR, AR-15 was for hunting. Uh, it's probably my favorite gun to shoot for target practice. I don't get to shoot as much as I want to. Uh, I actually 
use something at home, uh, which, by the way, if you're a gun geek, you got to check this out. If you've never, it's, there is a device that you can use with your smartphone. And you put what it basically, the equivalent of what would be a, a shell in your gun for the caliber of your gun that's a laser and you can actually shoot, uh, and practice shooting at home on this app on your, on your phone. It's incredible. Um, you should check it out if you're a gun person. I don't have a lot of time to run the range, but I love to make sure that I can I can practice. It's it's called a, an iTarget Pro. Check it out if you want to. Um, that's what I use. I have one that fits my AR. Now I don't have to. And again, this is the the problem with your logic is this: I don't have to justify any of my guns to you because I have a, a right to own that gun. It's my Second Amendment right. I don't have to lay out my gun in front of you and justify it to you. Now, the gun that I used, by the way, to protect myself when I was involved in a gang initiation where there was a gang that was they were initiating a younger member. They call it having blood in the gang. They go out, rob somebody, then kill them. And so that if they ever try to narc on the gang or get out of the gang, they have the ace in the hole against them because they can then point to the time and date where they killed somebody. It's a gang initiation called Blood in the Gang. I happen to be the target. I had to protect myself with a gun. The gun that I had to protect myself that night, by the way, was on the list of Dianne Feinstein guns that she says I shouldn't be allowed to have, which the president today told her to throw in the bill. Now, again, I shouldn't have to justify any of my weapons to you because that's not how our Second Amendment works. Rights in this country work. I don't have to sit there. And when you when you argue with me and you say to me, Ben, when was the last time you used your AR-15 to protect yourself? That's not how our Second Amendment works. If you want to live in a world like that, you need to move to a communist dictator's country because they will make you justify your weapons. Hell, they'll make you justify your free speech. What you're advocating for is what they do in those countries. By the way, I also wouldn't be able to do this job, and you wouldn't be able to tweet at me because they'll shut down your Twitter account, too. You don't have the freedom of speech, the freedom of, uh, of expression, the freedom to carry a gun, the freedom to protect your family, the, the right to bear arms. That's the reason why I don't live there. That's the reason why I'm glad I live in America. That's the reason why I'm an American citizen. That's the reason why we have the greatest country in the world. But you, when you tweet at me and you say to me, Ben, when was the last time you used your AR-15 to protect yourself from some evil against you, you clearly do not understand what this country is founded upon and what our rights are founded upon. I am not, there is nothing in there that says that I must come to the United States government and justify my need for a weapon. There's nothing in the Second Amendment that says that I have to justify to you, a fellow citizen of the United States of the country, why I deserve the right to have any gun for that matter. Again, that's not how it works. My right to bear arms is a right that is explicit and clear. And also I have the right to have a well-armed militia and be a member of it. You want to talk about a failure, and, and I mean this sincerely to those who are obsessing about an AR-15. Why are you wasting your time focused on the gun when you have a government that failed you? You guys love criticizing the government. You love attacking people when they fail. You love bringing down people when they fail. This is the perfect opportunity for you to fight, get tons of people fired, and justifiably so for once.
you, you have the ability to expose all of the failures in the government at the local, state, and national level, at the FBI, the law enforcement, the, the, the man in charge of the law enforcement in Broward County, the, the, those that took the phone calls of all of the warnings of this shooter. You all have the ability to expose them. Why are you not exposing them? Why are you attacking me? I didn't commit a crime. I didn't do anything wrong. Why aren't you talking about the Parkland murderers, murderers' neighbors and families? Call them, beg the Broward County Sheriff's Department to do something about this person who was claiming he was going to kill innocent people. Why aren't you talking about the fact you had family members, cousins, who called the day his mom died and said, please come take this man's guns away. He is going to be a school shooter. Why aren't you talking about the failure, the 45 responses at least that we know of? To the murderer's home. Why aren't you talking about the fact that, that Sheriff Israel lied about the number of responses and then said he's doing an amazing job. He's an amazing leader. He can't help it if his officers are cowards. Why aren't you talking about the fact that he messaged threats and said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill people at the school. And those went unanswered as well. I, I, I mean, seriously. So, yes, I love my weapons. I also love the fact that I don't have to justify them to you. That's not how it works in this country. Kurt, you're on the Ben. You're on with Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. Go ahead. Doing a great job, Ben. Ben, I'm trying to use life experience to justify what my president said today. In regards to confiscation, I might be blurring the lines, but I have a theory, based on my experience with my own son, who's now a happy, healthy adult. But back when he was a destructive teen, he was a BMX bike rider and loved to jump his bike up on property, um, like benches, flower beds, etc. They called it grinding. It about drove me crazy. It was wrong, and he knew it. But one day he was grinding in the park, and he knocked some red bricks off, and he was arrested. The police were there, and I got that phone call. Um, Gee, Dad, I'm sorry, I'm at the police station. Now, they confiscated his bike. They kept his bike until he was adjudicated. I think we ended up paying $150 or something. Now, people say, what are you, crazy? Bikes and guns, bikes aren't in the Second Amendment. There's no amendment that talks about know, property rights and gun rights. Am I blurring the lines too much here, or, or, or can you see where I'm coming from? All right, I see where you're going with this, but this is where I have to go back to where I think you're wrong. Okay. Right. Your son gets on a bike, dirt bike, and he destroys property, and so they take the bike away from him. Did he ever get the bike back? Right. After we um, after we paid the fine, um, we went to the impound lot, and it was released to us. Okay. Did you have to go to before a judge to get your property back? Yes, he was adjudicated at that time. We we, we got a court date. Um, there was a ticket written, and we got a court date. Now I'm imagining somebody in a domestic. Uh, now, now hold on. Here's here's okay. a point. Here's a point. I want to lay this out so people understand why the logic you're using is 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 flawed, and it's not personal. Did they Good. come to your house and confiscate every other thing that he had that involved dirt bikes? No, they did not. Okay. So so the difference here is. They didn't come to your house because your son uh, vandalized property, right? And say, no. do you have a helmet? Do you have gloves? 
Do you have gear? Do you have another engine? Do you have tires? Do you have rims? Do you have other dirt bikes? And we're going to come to your house, and we're going to confiscate all of them because you knocked some red bricks off a wall while you were scraping your dirt bike, and 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 and, and basically you were busted for vandalizing property, right? Right. Right. Okay. There, yeah, now you can clearly see there's a difference. Yes, absolutely. Now he didn't lose his right to to own a dirt bike afterwards either, right? No, no, you're making it real clear. I, I, and, I didn't and he didn't lose it, right, and he, right, and he didn't lose his 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 right to drive a drive that dirt bike or a car, correct? He didn't lose his license. No, he did not. Then there's a huge difference. Right, absolutely. Now, on, on, on a second point, I know that our um, I, now I, let me let me I, also be clear about something real quick, Kurt. When I was involved in my shooting, I shot back. Right, I'm the good guy. There, the other guy's the bad guy. I was protecting myself. They confiscated my weapon that night because it was involved in the event that they were investigating. The same way that your son's dirt bike was involved in the event which there was a crime committed around. I was very angry when they took my gun because clearly I just saved my life and I sure as hell didn't want to leave uh, jail at 3 o'clock in the morning from giving all my statements and everything going home without the gun that just saved my life. You can understand why I'd be upset. Right. And the police officer said, look, Mr. Ferguson, with all due respect, you have to understand, this gun, could, we're investigating this. Right now, clearly, we think that you were in the right. That's why you're not being arrested. But until we find out if there's somebody that shows up at the hospital with a bullet in them from this event, and there could be another side of the story here, we are going to take your weapon. Now, they didn't take my right to go out the very next day and buy another gun, Okay. I went the very next day and bought the same dead gum gun that I didn't get back for almost two years until they closed out the entire case. I literally, they took away that gun. Now, they did not take away my right to go buy the same gun the next day, which I literally did at 10 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> Good for you. And that's like the thing, my point with, with your son. He, they took his dirt bike that was involved in that incident, but you could have immediately left there and gotten bought, an, bought another dirt bike. You didn't lose your right to buy that dirt bike. Yeah, there were two more at the house, anyhow. Right, and they didn't come and get that one either. And that's my no. point about due process. You don't get to take away all of my rights because of a suspicion. That's why we have due process. In other countries where there are dictators and tyrants, they can walk in one day and say, Kurt, we didn't like what you said on Twitter or on, on Mark Levin's show last night. We're gonna take, we're gonna, we're gonna throw you in jail. Cause we think well, you're conspiring against the government. Now that happens in other countries. Thank the Lord Hopefully it doesn't happen president. here. Hopefully our president is surrounded by common sense people right now getting that same briefing for opening his mouth today. I, I, I hope so, because this idea that, that, and again, in his words, as he put it today, and for people that missed it earlier, and look, I, I support the president. I do not support this. He said earlier today, and I'll play it for you uh, real quick. This is, again, what he said the vice president was talking about we need to clearly have issues with laws and states can get involved in these laws when it comes to mental issues and mental health issues and, the, and, and with due process. And the president said, no, we don't need due process. We'll give them to that after that. We need to take their guns before due process. That is not a conservative Second Amendment idea. It's not. I think you in your meeting with governors earlier this week individually and and as a group, we spoke about um, about states taking steps, but the focus is to literally give families and give local law enforcement additional tools if an individual is reported to be a, a potential danger to themselves 
for others. Allow due process so that no one's rights are trampled, but, but the ability to go to court, obtain an order, and then collect not only the firearms, but any any weapons in the position or of that individual. Or might take the firearms first and then go to court, because that's another system. Because a lot of times, by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of firearms. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. That's not how it works. That is not how our laws work. That is not how due process works. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. He will be back with you tomorrow night as he has got an event tonight. In the meantime, let's get straight back in uh, to your reaction. The president today calling for um, taking guns without due process and then giving you due process on the back end. There are a lot of people that heard this that were shocked by what the president said today. Couldn't believe that he would actually advocate for taking your guns without due process, and then he says, then we'll get, let you get them back later. Uh, that's not how this works. That's not how due process works at all. Uh, earlier today, when this happened, a lot of people couldn't believe it, that the president would advocate for something like this, and we should give him, let him know how we feel about this. It's important. This is not... How our rights work. Due process, so no one's rights are trampled, but, but the ability to go to court, obtain an order, and then collect not only the firearms, but all, any any weapons. Now, that's what Mike Pence said here. He's absolutely right. Have due process, go to court, and then get the weapons, get the firearms from people that shouldn't have them based on mental uh, illnesses and threats. The president then jumps in over the vice president and says this. In the position or might take the firearms first and then go to court, because that's another system. Because a lot of times, by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of firearms. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. Wow. Wow. Randy, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well, sir. Go ahead. Hey, uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, on all levels, they failed. The government failed on all levels down there in Florida. And, uh, and we're not uh, obsessed is... about that, Randy. We're not freaking out about that. If there's anything that should have been unanimous decision by everybody in this country, it's that this, this sheriff needs to go. People oh, need yeah, to I be agree. fired I at the FBI. Agree. And no one's focusing on that. We're obsessed with Dick Sporting Goods tonight saying we're not selling guns to people under 21 to give you a false sense of security that we did something. And then Walmart comes running down the street like the crazy little dork going, me too, me too, me too. Right. And what I got, what I wanted to say was, uh, um, 
real quick. I think what could possibly be done is the thought uh, that just like a lot of things in this country, I'm a truck driver, i got to have a CDL. If you're a crane operator, you got to get certified. So why can't they come up with something to where, okay, there's laws already in place that they need to do and need to follow, background check, all that stuff. I agree with all that. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, so you, you do your background check, and let's say you got to go to uh, a gun safety course, uh, familiarized, and uh, you take, like, a written test, and you work with a range officer, you get certified, and then you go down, and then you get to get your gun. What, what is so hard about that? Uh, I, again, is my is my right something that I have to go through all that with? Your your our Second Amendment right is clear. It's not negotiable. I'll see you guys back here real soon. Mark Levin, back with you tomorrow night.